Hello, women's hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of the Founding Four podcast. Erica Ayala here, your host, as always, for this weekly, independently run, NWHL-centric women's hockey podcast. Okay, let's get into it. We've got a pretty packed show. We have um, some audio from the Buffalo Believes Outdoor Classic. We also have some audio from the series in Connecticut. That was the Connecticut Whale hosting the Boston Pride. A a team without a win versus an undefeated team. And Saturday in particular was really exciting. So we're going to get into all of that. So let's go over just as a reminder because I know it's been a while happy new year everyone we're officially in 2020 2020 my goodness Uh, but just as a recap we had roster moves for the Riveters leading into the Buffalo Believes Outdoor Classic and that is they signed forward Kelly Nash for the remainder of the season and also signed Ashley Stretch Johnston first ever captain of the Riveters she signed a PTO a professional tryout for the Buffalo Believes Outdoor Game so let's get into it so we had we'll start with uh, Buffalo Believes on Saturday the Riveters had a The Riveters got a 7-4 victory over the Buffalo Buttes. On Sunday, they won the game 6-3. So those scores seem a little bit lopsided, but these were pretty intense games. I mean, (laughs) we had some ejections. We had some scraps. We had Taylor Accursi. She scored a hat trick. She scored four goals. She scored all four goals on Saturday. It was the return of Ashley Johnston. It was outdoors. Lots happened, but we have a good friend of the show. Hope to have her back on. Angelica Rodriguez. Angie was able to, uh, she was kind enough to send over her audio from the scrum Saturday. So this is after the outdoor game. So let's hear from Mariah Fujimagari from the Buffalo Buttes. She was the goaltender. She started Saturday's game. Let's hear from Madison Packer. And then let's also hear from Ashley Stretch Johnston. Again, this audio courtesy of Angelica Rodriguez. So let's go over to Fujimagari Packer Johnston. Coming into this game, obviously, you knew you had to prepare for the elements. What's different about an outdoor game as opposed to an indoor one? Yeah, I think we saw it on that uh, first goal. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, it's interesting playing an outdoor game, uh, you know, without having sunshine. It was uh, interesting with it being completely black on that back area. So it's so something that you have to get used to and something that, you know, you just you can only prepare so much for until you're actually in the situation. So it was exciting to have my first outdoor game. And I think that those are the elements that, you know what, you're just kind of playing with the variables and going along with it, um, such as, you know, the ice was a little bit slower. So whenever they had shots, they were really kind of slow in on net. They were just, you know, harder to deflect into the corner. So that was, you know, one of my blocker saves there in the second. So um, I think it's just those are the types of variables that are different in the outdoor uh, scenario and you can only prepare so much, but uh, it was a fun time. 
So I think that anything exciting that you know is a little bit out of the norm gets people out and about and uh, and comes out to the community. I think it was amazing to come downtown Buffalo. It was a little bit more convenient for a lot of people and you know gives people something to get excited about, especially and we're at the halfway point right now in the season. So we are so excited to have a venue like this and, and be a part of it. Hello. Starting, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so two goals for you, really awesome. So what was it like being out there, especially in the first few minutes, you know, being in an atmosphere like this? It was fun. I said to um, some of my teammates in the warm-ups, it's just fun. Like anytime you're playing outside, uh, I think Moose said it too, it reminds you of like when you're a little kid and, you know, why you started playing in the first place. So it was fun, a different atmosphere, but most of us grew up, you know, late nights, long hours out on cold rinks like that. So it was just a really fun uh, back to your roots game to play. Gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'll ask the same question as Mariah about just the adjustment from indoor to outdoor. You know, what's different? What do you anticipate? What did you kind of have to adjust to moving forward? Um, I didn't hear what she said. I don't know. I think that uh, it was better than we, we expected. Uh, it wasn't as cold. Um, it was cold, but it wasn't as, as cold as we were expecting it to be. Uh, the boards, you know, weren't um, as reliable as they are when you're inside and the ice is taken care of a little better, but um, it was pretty typical. Coming in, obviously, first time playing the Buttes this season, you know, what did you kind of anticipate from this team? You know, how did you feel coming into it, knowing that it was kind of almost a wild card? Yeah, I mean, they're um, a totally different team, right? Um, totally, there are a few returning faces from last year, but... Um, Year over year, uh, you know, the one thing that you can expect to get from them is a good, gritty, uh, grinded out game. So um, they're big, uh, they like to play physical. Uh, it's a tough game, and that's, you know, kind of how their club has always been. And we knew that coming in, um, so we had to prepare for that. But um, I think that, you know, it was fun playing against them. The team liked it, and uh, ice up and get ready for tomorrow. Yeah. Well, first off, welcome back. Thanks. How was it, you know, coming back into the Rivers lineup, especially in this type of situation, this type of game? Uh, it was awesome. I mean, it's always an honor to put down the jersey and uh, see all the girls and play in this league. Um, so it's definitely not uh, a small thing. It's something that I take with a lot of pride. So it's really excited to be back and have the opportunity to go on the ice with everyone. How did you prepare for a situation like that? Uh, well, I <laughs> not really. <laughs> uh, Thanks for your honesty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kate and I have been talking about it a little bit throughout the year. Just timing wasn't working out, and then happened to be that this weekend it's around, and uh, so why not? Yeah. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> definitely. If you asked me a week ago if I'd be doing this on Saturday, I'd definitely say no. But <laughs> have you been playing? Uh, I played like some men's league, beer hockey. Yeah. What was it? What was it like to jump back into like a completely full pro speed level game? Uh, I mean, this was the first time I played defense since a championship game. Last year, I've uh, retired to the forward life of hanging out on the blue line. It's really nice. <laughs> Stretch, you were, you know, you mentioned the championship season. So, what was it like that battle between Buttes and Riveters? You know, Bowie's still around, Kersey, Newman. You know, there's always been a huge rivalry between you guys. What was it like to go back up against the Buttes after some time away? Uh, definitely the same rivalry. Uh, <laughs> it's a physical game, and I think the Riveters, like even from day one, we've always decided that we were going to play a physical game, and we we're never going to get outworked. I think that's just a cultural thing that with the leadership group, uh, you know, Packer and Moose uh, and Kira, that, that, that won't leave anytime soon. Um, so when you have an attitude in, in a locker room like that, going into another locker room that's very similar, it's always going to be a tough battle and a very physical.
Because you know everyone on Twitter and Twitch is going to ask, is there any chance we see you again after this weekend? Oh, man. Uh, I don't really know. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. said we were going to ask. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to uh, ask my grandma hips tomorrow morning. So. We'll see. Thanks, Thanks. Right, guys. Thank you. And just as we heard last week from Allie Thunstrom from the Minnesota Whitecaps, everyone really excited about this outdoor game. I liked also that the players seem to know that anytime you can kind of create buzz and excitement around one game, whether it's a finals game, an all-star game, or an outdoor game, you're really bringing eyes, you're bringing attention, and a newfound excitement to the NWHL in this case. So sounds like it was a lot of fun. Also... You heard a little bit Madison Packer and Stretch talked about this historic rivalry between the Buffalo Buttes and the Riveters. And right now they sit almost neck and neck. The Buttes have a one-point edge over the Riveters in the standings. So this rivalry, it's the first time they saw each other in the 2019-2020 season in season five. But they're going to see each other down the stretch and it could make for some pretty exciting hockey. So again, the Riveters, they are now with 12 points. They're 6-7-0 on the season. They get the weekend sweep, and they're right behind Buffalo, who has 13 points. They're 6-7-1 on the season. So let's now go to the series in Danbury. We've started to see Brooke Waleko get a little bit more time. Sonia Shelley has been amazing and outstanding for the Connecticut Whale, but we see also that Brooke Waleko can do that. She had a great game against Minnesota uh, last weekend or the weekend before last, uh, the last series that Connecticut played. And then Shelly got the start on Sunday. Um, but we see that Brooke Waleko gets the start Saturday. She allowed one early goal. It was off the face-off defense. Didn't see McKenna Brand streaking down, and McKenna Brand does McKenna Brand things. So, But that was it. That was all Brooke Waleko allowed against the top team, the undefeated team that was coming into the weekend, a perfect 13-0. Sent it to overtime, was able to hold Boston off in overtime, went into a shootout, and Tori Sullivan, ooh, Tori Sullivan made a nice move. But let's hear what Brooke Waleko had to say about going into the game against Boston, what Connecticut was focused on, and also... As has become the fashion this season five, Brooke Waleko on Twitch was getting some nice little puns and nicknames as a goaltender. So I talked to her about which she thought were her favorites. So let's go over to Brooke Waleko. Um, I think that we just tried our best to, you know, stick to playing our game and focusing on uh, working on our systems. Uh, we worked on that a lot in practice yesterday. Um, honestly, just building the team chemistry is really important. And uh, we've all been, we're getting there. We've been so, we're so close to it. Um, but yeah, I think that we, we, know, we knew Boston, um, didn't get a practice before they went right into it, so we wanted to capitalize on that, um, take advantage of that, and capitalize on our chances. It's a bummer that we we fell a little short, but I'm just super proud of my teammates. Like they were awesome. 
So as the as the game is going on, uh, the fans, the NWHL fans, are the best, and they love to come up with different nicknames. So you've got Savelander, you know, Walther. But for you, there were a few that popped in. I wanna, I wanna, yeah. Let's let's workshop this. See, let the fans know what you like. Okay. So we had, uh, you know, we had Whoa Laco. So as in like Whoa. Oh. Okay. So like Whoa, that was oh, a good that's save. A good one. That's a good one. All right. Then we had Whale Laco. Oh wow! Yeah, and then I added no Leiko, as in no goal shall pass. <laughs> oh, I like that one too. <laughs> those are, those are all new to me. I I uh, I saw in the comments people did wall wall Leiko, yeah, like Walther, right? But whale Leiko. <laughs> That's so funny. That people yeah. they're so creative. So you get new ones yeah. every week. It's great. What's the first one again that you said? Like, whoa, like, whoa. So that's whoa. I like that one too. Oh man. <laughs> wow. I mean, the support is incredible from those the fans. Like, I love all of those. I like yours too. Yeah, we're just gonna keep so, them all. Yeah, yeah, just keep them going. Keep them all in rotation. All right, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. All are good. Yeah. All are good. Keep them going. Yeah. Interesting stuff from Brooke. We heard their coach, Colton Orr, and the coaching staff wanted them to know that it was a good effort, but not enough. And that, to me, shows that Connecticut is hungry. Every week, they're pulling things together. And they don't necessarily have as many pure scorers, you might want to say, or snipers as some of the other teams, at least not that have risen to the top as such as other teams. Um, But they're really putting it together and they're not happy. They're not satisfied, even though they've done something that no one in the league has done before. The next day, it was a 7-2 win for the Boston Pride. Sam Fryman was in attendance on Sunday's game. And he and I, Sam Fryman is the voice of the Boston Pride, play-by-play for the Boston Pride. I work with him in Boston. And he was explaining that he felt Saturday's game was a very top-line heavy game for the Pride. And while I don't think the Pride played down, I do think the Pride played tight. There's a difference. I think they were a little bit uh, shaken up, and I think they were... um, because the, the Connecticut defense was very solid, and I think that they played a little bit tight. They didn't play as free, and they didn't play um, relying on all players to do their job. And And I thought that was interesting, and in particular, Sam and I talked about Lexi Lang, really making sure that the Pride are opening things up for Lexi Lang. And wouldn't you know, Sunday, she gets the scoring started. She, she got two goals in the game, one on a beautiful like breakaway play. It seems that the Pride may be dealing with some injuries. Alyssa Wolfiler and Mary Parker in particular have been out of the lineup for a while. Uh, we don't have a specific injury report, but Taylor Waslick, who has joined the team, she was with the team last year but didn't crack the, the, the lineup, the game day lineup. Uh, but she's on the roster this year, and she's on a point streak. So she's making the best of her opportunities. She's got great size, great build, and especially against a team like Connecticut that's not very tall, and they're, they're not necessarily, you know, some of the, the stronger, one of the stronger built teams, that's going to make a, a massive impact. And I thought she had a great game. So with potentially or possibly some injuries, Taylor Waslick finding her way into the lineup just shows how much depth 
the Pride have, and I, I think it's safe to say that they can rely on that depth. But it was interesting to see Connecticut almost, it, it, it appeared as though Connecticut almost had the, the Pride panicked. So we'll see how the the Pride are able to um gameplay they're going it, it appeared as though connecticut almost had the, the pride panicked so we'll see how the the pride are able to um gameplay they're going to be up in buffalo they're taking on the buttes again so the buttes will host the boston pride and the riveters are hosting the minnesota whitecaps so the connecticut whale will have the weekend off okay Let's get into, we have player of the week, we have player of the month, we also have save of the week. Okay, so let's start with the NWHL VEDA player of the week. That goes to Madison Packer of the Metropolitan Riveter. She is the captain this year, and Madison Packer had an eight-point weekend, um, including the outdoor game. I mean, Madison Packer is always, always a good choice. I do think, though, that over 100 saves on the weekend, Brooke Willeko played Saturday and Sunday. I think Brooke Willeko deserves some credit. Uh, she, she also didn't get save of the week. She made an excellent save on Jillian Dempsey. Again, had 100-plus saves. That honor went to Sam Walther for her efforts at the Buffalo Believes Outdoor Classic. It's hard to argue against eight points. Sam Walther's a great goalie. It's really just hard not to see Brooke Willeko get some stick taps here. But your player of the week, Madison Packer, save of the week goes to Sam Walther. And the NWHL player of the month, Kate Leary. Kate Leary is on a tear. She has 13, she had 13 points in December alone. She's the player of the month on a 12 game scoring a 12 game scoring streak which means that every time she's suited up for the riveters she has recorded a point she has a goal in four consecutive games in December that helped the Riveters to their 5-2-0 record. Now, I have to remember, the Riveters had this lull. They weren't in action very much in, I guess it would have been November. In December, they picked up with some road games again, and they actually, this weekend, as I mentioned, will host the Minnesota Whitecaps. So Kate Leary really getting it done for the Metropolitan Riveters, who seem to have found their offense. That's what we have for Player of the Week player of the month, save of the week. A few things to remind you of, we have bonus episodes. The Founding Four podcast has bonus episodes. One of those bonus episodes coming up on Wednesday is an interview with Doxy McCoy. I, I probably have talked about her on this podcast. Really excited to learn about the history of the Boston College women's ice hockey club team. They started as a club team and now have grown into a varsity team that we, the, the varsity D1 team that we know now. Um, but Doxy McCoy was one of the first players. She was one of the first goalies and the only black player on the team at the time. So I talked to Doxy McCoy. She's a pioneer. I'm going to work and integrate more history, women's hockey history, into the podcast, mostly through the bonus episodes, but also over at the Nine newsletter. So if you want to read a little bit more about Doxy McCoy, you can go over there. Also, Black Girl Hockey Club has some 
amazing events coming up. They have an outing with the Islanders, the Devils, the Rangers, and in Pittsburgh. And in Pittsburgh, there's going to be a panel. We're going to be watching Soul on Ice. That's slated for Saturday. We have the, the, the location is still to be determined. I will let you know once I know. And if you're in the Pittsburgh area, if you're in the tri-state area in early February, make sure you're coming out support Black Girl Hockey Club. That's what we have for this episode of the Founding Four Pod. I really wanted to have you hear from the players, so this is going to be pretty short on my end. What I will say is that we have also... Um, Angelica was able to send over an interview with Taylor Akersey. I didn't put it in this episode. We've heard from Akersey on this podcast before, but I'm going to have the full interview with Brooke Waleko and also some of the audio that Angie sent over in a bonus episode. So look out for that. Speaking of Angie, make sure you are following her. She has made her her return. She's back with the Ice Garden as your Buffalo Buttes beat writer. Say that five times fast. Buffalo Buttes beat writer. 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 And make sure you are reading her work over at the Ice Garden. Make sure you are following her on the Twitter machine that is Reina de la Isla. Reina de la Isla. Reina de la Isla. Uh, that is spelled R E I N A D E L A I S L A. Reina de la Isla. Uh, make sure you're following her on Twitter. She is a great voice to have back covering women's hockey and always want to make sure I shout out Angie and people like Mike, Hannah Beavis, and even me to an extent. We put in a lot of work to cover women's hockey. It can be exhausting. It is financially draining, emotionally draining at times. And I just want to thank Angie, Mike, and Hannah in particular for allowing me to and setting an example for me to find a little bit more balance sometimes almost feel guilty if you're not going to a game if you're not getting a good interview if you're not putting out more content because there's such little content um and such little coverage of women's hockey and I feel that sometimes I take on an extra burden because there's not a lot of women of color talking about hockey and we're not talking about women of color in hockey and and that's kind of something that's very important to me but uh, again stick taps to Angie Mike and Hannah in particular who um, really set an example for me on on how to make sure I'm taking care of myself because if I'm not any good then this isn't going to be any good either so uh, make sure you're following all of those Reina de la Isla is where you can find Angelica Rodriguez at Dig Deep BSB is my man Mike Murphy, aka the Statsman. And uh, Hannah Beavis, I think, is just at Hannah Beavis, right? Yeah, she's. But uh, miss working with Hannah as well. There's a, a bunch of people, and I will do a better job of shouting out other people so you can find them. We want, we just want women's hockey to to thrive. All right, everyone. Well, you can find me at Founding Four Pod. That's uh, I obviously run that account. I hostess. I hope you knew that. Did I just like? ruin the element of surprise yes that's me that's where you can find the podcast and then you can find me personally at elindsay08 that's e-l-i-n-d-s-a-y-0-8 and as my good man mike murphy might say or jerry springer depending on who you are uh, make sure you're taking care of yourselves 
and each other. Until next week, everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs>